All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, Scott was just talking about kind of what I'm going to be preaching about a little bit. Um, I like to call it there's freedom in not trying. So uh, I'm trying to be clever. I hang out with Scott probably too much, but that's okay. Scott was talking about there's freedom in becoming the church. That's what he was just literally just talking about. And him and I haven't talked about what I'm preaching on today. He has no idea, um, more or less. Um, And I had uh, wrote down in my notes this morning to read to you John. This is something I wrote down just a little while ago. Read John 8, 36, which was just on the screen. If the sun sets you free, you are? All right, so we're talking about freedom. And I was trying to remember if today is really July 4th. Because, you know, we celebrate a lot of stuff, and there's all these things. And so uh, at the beginning of June, I celebrated an anniversary. Then we have Father's Day. Then my birthday happened. And we don't have to talk about how many old years and all that stuff that I am now and uh, how old I feel and all that stuff. We'll just keep moving along. But now there's another holiday that we're celebrating, and my family loves to celebrate everything. So uh, you can ask Zach. He'll tell you. Um, we celebrate too much, but that's okay. Um, the 4th of July is a pretty big day because a couple hundred years ago, some people started a country, right? And through that couple hundred years, we have been through some crazy stuff. We have seen just really, really interesting and crazy stuff. And I like to think about those guys that lived in the 1700s, and I think those guys must have been super tough. I mean... Can you imagine the stuff that they saw, the stuff that they lived with, riding over here in a boat, some of them? <clears throat> From, like, not in a boat that you picture. I mean, you're thinking Carnival Cruise over here. <laughs> like, in a wooden boat. There are stories of people that tried to make it in an ice boat. <laughs> Sorry. I had to laugh because that sounds ridiculous, but I'm, there's, they're finding more about that ice boat. Anyways, um, they didn't even have things like the Internet. You know, that was invented by uh, Al Gore or somebody. Uh, Netflix. How many of you guys know what Netflix is? And you take advantage of that now, July 4th, 2021. There's this new Netflix button. It's like this, uh, uh, I think they call it the play me something button. Play anything. And it's this little squirrely looking logo. And when you click on it, it literally, it just starts playing little tidbits of something, and if you like it, you click on it, you watch that show. If you don't like it, you can kind of swipe. I heard that's what dating apps are like, you know, you just swipe until you find something you like. <laughs> I never had experienced dating apps, because, uh, um, like I said, I've, I've been married for a little while, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, i got to be honest, for 2021, I kind of have bigger expectations of what 2021 was going to be like. When we were kids, you know, we watched the Jetsons, we watched Back to the Future, which went to the future and then went back in time, and there was Train, and then the DeLorean, and I mean, we should all be driving DeLoreans that fly around by now. I mean, I just have a Miata. So, and now, really and truly, if you're honest, July 4th, 2021, if you're like me, you're just hoping that toilet paper's on sale. Charmin's like 30 bucks. When did that happen? So I celebrated my 17th wedding anniversary. We got some pictures there for you. My wife isn't in the room, so I can show you all kinds of pictures. Um, 
She'll hear about it later because I think her sister's here. Um, Proverbs 18 verse 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You can scroll through some of these pictures. There's more than that one. That's my soup. Oh, yeah. See, I'm into photography. I want you to know what happened. You know, just a massacre of something there. That was tasty. Um, that's where we stayed. That's the hotel pool. Um, you know, we like Texas, so um, that's her staring at the pool again. Um, so it says in uh, 1822, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. To me, that sounds like two things. I like more things. That sounds like two things. And speaking of favor and blessings, I have two little boys. Liam is six and Ethan is three. There's Liam. Uh, and you can just run through those pictures. You'll see a couple different photos. I, I love taking pictures. So I always find great photos, and my kids are pretty, so that works good for me. I feel like having kids around is so that when we finally think we know everything we need to know, we can learn more things. And why is it like that kids want to try everything? You know, we forget they haven't experienced much yet, but they want to try everything, and most of the time, that's a 55 Chevy uh, Bel Air, just so you know, um, most of the time... They want to put it in their mouth, right? doesn't matter if it's an M&M that they found under the couch and has a little cat fur or something on it. They just go ahead and eat it. It's fine. It's an M&M. Why wouldn't you eat an M&M? Candy shell. Nothing's wrong. Nothing got in there. <laughs> Except for the time that you spent 45 minutes cooking that meal. And then what do they say? Tell me what they say. I'm not hungry. That's gross. Yuck. I don't like that. Do I like that? I don't think so. I'm like, you've had it before. Where? Okay, we were at Aunt Amy's house sitting by the pool with Samuel, and you had the chicken fajitas, you know, and it's like, and that's the steak chicken, because everything has to be chicken. You can't have steak. It's steak chicken. Um, I should teach a parenting class on how to get your kids to eat food, but maybe we'll work on that. Literally, it drives me crazy. Ethan is awesome, though. He's three years old. He knows exactly what he wants and what he doesn't want. And it's most of the time he doesn't want anything because he's cool. He's just good. And what he says is, uh, can you take that back? <laughs> you put, like, a different-looking chicken nugget on his tray? And he's like, I, I don't know what that is. You can eat it, though. <laughs> I don't like that. That's what they say, right? So Liam uh, just graduated kindergarten. That's pretty cool. Um, I think to make him smile in that picture, I said poop. But that's OK. Because <laughs> he does this funny smile since he started going to school. They teach him how to smile, and they've messed his smile all up. <laughs> so thank you, government. Um, he's been really busy lately, though, between rock climbing and gymnastics and, and doing all of his training. Um, he went to VBS this week, and man, I just really thought he it would be nice if he could be here with us today, but his agent said he's not available. So, um, Ethan again, he's three. Uh, let's see if we got a good picture of him up there. Um, see, he likes swimming, and um, he loves it so much. I really think he's either going to go to the Olympics or be a Coast Guard rescue person, 
because when he goes to his swimming lessons, he immediately starts yelling, I don't want to do this. And then he swims over and latches onto the teacher and just hugs, and he's so sweet and snuggly. And then, of course, she puts him back out there. Um, then he gets out of the, uh, that's my favorite photo. You can leave that up for a minute. Uh, he leaves it at, he gets out of the pool, and he's in this little place where you can't be in the room with him. You've got to be outside. It's this, like, real professional place. He walks out of the room, and you've got to meet him with the towel. And he's smiling. You know, he's just been screaming for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. He comes out, he's smiling. He's like, Daddy, I did it. Now where's the suckers? <laughs> and he's shivering because it's cold or whatever. Um, and I'm telling you all that because in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, he will not depart from it. Sometimes we got to do things that we don't really want to do. Sometimes we got to learn a new skill, learn a new thing. The most important thing before I move on from this to train your child to do is, of course, I think the Jesus thing. You know, love Jesus with all their hearts and all that. But I think we need to teach our kids how to hug. Have you got a hug lately? Some of them are like, they don't even know what they're, they just stand there. I'm like, no, I said, you give me a hug, not, what is this? The other thing is, please teach your kids how to smile. And if you don't know how to smile, get someone to teach you how to smile. Because there's so many people walking around all sad and frowny. And the Lord has told me the Holy Spirit put you in this place to make people laugh. So today you're going to laugh. And to make people um, have a better relationship with me, they're going to be healed in their body and in their souls. I think some of you get healed from hearing a message or being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You get healed in places that you don't even remember you were hurt. And so I believe that's happening today. That's happening in this room as we're going through this message. I also heard in my family, I heard this, that the dad was pretty cool. So I'm just going to leave that out there for you to think about. Um, Something I noticed recently with uh, all these different COVID times and stuff like that is we watch a lot of TV, watch a lot of movies and videos. Man, so you think YouTube is videos But there's whole other apps that are just videos, videos and videos and videos. And all we do is we're watching videos. Then I started noticing, too, like a lot of people, it seemed like that they spend a lot of time on social media, which is awkward because I don't really spend a lot of time on social media. And you think somebody who's like the media director or something who's in charge of like AV stuff would like know about social media. But I just don't enjoy it. So I do it out of... uh, out of like, well, Facebook, I really like, I got friends that live in different states and stuff, and so it really helps me keep in contact with them and stuff, although I'm not on there, so it's like really kind of difficult to keep in contact, whatever. Um, But I noticed this, with COVID, with the stuff going on in the world today, with everything going on, people started trying new things. And I thought, man, that's, that's pretty cool. For some people, it didn't take too long. They're like, you know, we're in lockdown. And you see these people, like, on vacation. I thought we were locked down. Where are these people going on vacation? They're already trying to go outdoors. People started trying new hobbies. You're like, I didn't even know this person had a hobby. People started looking to do home renovations. If you went to Home Depot, there was nothing there to buy. Everything's gone. Like, all these people are now Chip and Joanna Gaines. (laughs) Go try to find some subway tiles. Ain't going to happen. 
You have to watch the show and then you understand the joke, but that's okay. Um, at one point, it felt like everybody was trying to find something new or they were just trying to find some realm of normal, some part of normality that they could hang, hang on to. Some people lost their jobs. Some people uh, you know, went through real struggles. Then we had this snowpocalypse thing happen. And then Home Depot was really sold out. You had to wait in line to see if they had what you needed. I mean, uh, for hours. Anyway. But what's normal now? What, where are we going? What, sh what should be happening? I noticed that a few people started coming back to church. So that was kind of interesting. We had a lot of church services and there was nobody in this room. Just me and Scott and a couple other people. Um, which, I'll be honest, was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, when you got like a worship leader and you're just the only person in the room, you got the worship leader right there, you know, it's kind of great. Kind of. But I like the community. I like all the people. So it wasn't long before you start noticing people were starting to try new churches. No, I'm not going to name names or tell you who left our church or any of that stuff. It's, it's not what I'm here to do. But I thought the word try, I started really studying this word try versus some other things that I, I was thinking about because I felt like Trying and trying and trying stuff, depending on what we're talking about, could be kind of dangerous. Amen. Because we'll get into it. So the word try, as I looked it up in the Webster's Dictionary, means to make an attempt. You can Google it yourself if you want to. Um, to make an attempt. I thought that word was pretty cool. Because it was a word that said I could do something without being about that thing. I could go try on some shoes. I didn't have to buy the shoes. I could try on some running shoes. I could go test drive a car. You're just testing it. You're trying it out, seeing if that's what you want to drive. But do you want to be a minivan person? The answer is yes. Yes, you do. Um, it's a whole club. If you're not in the club, I can't tell you about it, but that's okay. Um, your mom may have told you to try some pizza, but you weren't sure you were going to be a pizza eater. I don't know. Maybe you want the cauliflower stuff. That's not pizza, by the way. That's just something else. <laughs> Maybe you want to try Coca-Cola, but you're not ready to give up on sweet tea or orange Fanta. Have you guys tried the mango Pepsi? It's pretty good. I mean, I liked it. I See, they didn't like it. That's why there's more than one soda out there, people. But seriously, try it. Don't listen to them. Um, back to Jesus, people. Back to Jesus. Did you know the word try is only used in the Bible a handful of times? I didn't know that until I looked it up. Um, in fact, I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance, the King James Version, and the word trying, trying, is only once. And that is James 1, verse 3. You probably know this one. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And the word try 
is used in the Bible a lot like that. Um, it doesn't say go try all these different things and find out if Jesus is for you. I mean, go ahead and do your own research. But I was a little concerned dealing with the trying stuff that I had seen in our society today. All the trying. And I started thinking, does having so many options and options and options and options and things to choose from, does that, I mean, they're almost limitless, but does that actually change the options we might select? And I started thinking, does trying and trying a little bit of this and a little bit of that dilute our focus? Because God put you on this earth for a reason, and he gave you a purpose. Maybe you don't know what that purpose is. Maybe we'll find out today. But if you're so just in this mood of trying and trying and trying and trying, and you've never gotten focused on anything, my question is, are you deluded? Have you deluded yourself? Have you done it by accident? What if God had a better option for you? And his plan for you was to focus faster and to jump into the things that he has for you sooner than you think. What if his purpose for you was to jump into freedom like you haven't experienced it before? What if your purpose is to get going quicker and move on? Stop thinking about the old things that have been holding you back or that old church you went to, or that old person that told you, I didn't mean old as in old age, but we'll get back to that. But that person that told you, you weren't good enough for this or that or whatever. Or maybe you should move on. Maybe you should do something else. I had a person tell me once that if I tried real hard, one day Jesus would use me. And I thought, it's weird. I don't want that to happen, so... <laughs> Let's keep on doing something else. Um, <clears throat> moving right along. Some things I notice are like these free trials. And for some of you here, you might be like me. And free trials could be addictive. Because, again, you can try something without being about that thing or paying for a subscription or doing all the stuff. But what happens is you get so many free trials because you like so many different things that you actually don't use any of them. You have a collection of free trials. And then you're worried because what if that free trial isn't offered anymore when I need it? It's ridiculous, right? Don't just follow me with my brain for a little while. Um, what if that's the only chance I'm going to get to get this free trial and find out if I want to be this person or not or that kind of thing? How about or what if, instead of trying, we moved into the realm of training? See, you don't try to do a marathon. <laughs> Some of you may have. I don't know. But you train for a marathon. How many of you have tried a diet lately? Go ahead, raise your hand. I'm not going to look. How many of you feel like the diet didn't work? You can raise your hand. How many of you feel like the diet failed you in some way? See, now people are like, I don't know if I want to raise my hand. 
Maybe it's not the diet. Maybe you didn't follow the instructions. Maybe you didn't get the proper training. Every diet in the world that is written down on paper that somebody says, this is the fat-free diet. This is the beach body diet. This is the look handsome in a tuxedo diet. Every one of them says what? It says, before starting the diet, go to your doctor. Get advice. Find out if this is right for you. Make sure it's not something that you're allergic to. Hey, just eat potato diet. Well, that would kill some of you. But you need some training. You need to look at stuff. So the truth is today is July 4th, 2021. Freedom is real and we celebrate it today. And I am proud to be an American and super proud to be from Texas. I know there's some confusion because a little while I lived in Arkansas and, and people are like, oh, you're from Arkansas. And I'm like, no, I'm not from Arkansas. I have family there, but I'm from Texas. And I'm very proud of it. My wife's very proud to be from Texas. I felt extra patriotic today when I looked out my window and I saw in my driveway a red car and a white car and a white car and a blue car. I have two white cars, sorry. There's only two of us that drive, but don't worry about that. See, the secrets to finding freedom, it's really not a secret because it's hidden in the work. The freedom we celebrate today comes from someone standing up and fighting for what they believed in. That's a secret. It wasn't a tiny fight or a duel in some back room or like in the, the, you know, you see the little guys with the two pistols and they walk out and they're in this beautiful lawn somewhere in Britain or whatever. And that was almost perfect timing for that. Um, And then they shoot, you know. It wasn't that. These people went to war. Freedom from your what-ifs can be found in taking a leap of faith and going and doing the thing you've been thinking about doing. You can find freedom and stop, stop all the trying and start doing. Someone here today has been testing the waters of this church. I feel like the Lord told me this specifically. You've been coming here. You've been hanging out. You've been thinking about getting involved. I'm not looking around because I don't want somebody to think, he knows that it's me. Uh, Because if I did know it was you, I'd probably push you out of your boat, off into the water, get you involved. Stop waiting to be asked to be involved in the church or the ministry here. Stop waiting to be asked. Stop wondering if I should get involved. Should I get involved? I don't know what to do. Let whatever it is that's stopping you get out of your way and shift your gear. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them, uh uh-oh. And surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. I am talking about getting your training. Get training. So the word training means to contend for victory. That's a very different word than to attempt something. Contend for victory. 
No more try to race. You train to win. There is not a race company in the world that says, I want a driver that's just trying to get out there. No. They want somebody who's going to win. And some of the race drivers, if you follow NASCAR or NHRA or any of the major sports, anybody follow Formula One? Yeah? Anybody know somebody named Alex? Yeah? Uh, So uh, there are people out there who are going to be in it for a while. And you're like, how is Jeff Gordon still out there? People that know how to win keep a job when it comes to this kind of stuff. Anybody know a name of a really fast runner who, like, lives in another country? He's often in the Olympics. I know somebody said Forrest Gump. That's funny. Um, Usain Bolt. You know? I used to run track, and I followed Michael Johnson. You may not know who he is unless you follow track from a long time ago. Um, Because believe it or not, I thought I was going to the Olympics to run a 100-meter dash. But I didn't win enough. So then I knew, well, that's not going to happen. And I didn't train enough. Someone here today needs to hear me tell you this. It's time to start training to be the man or the woman that God has created and needs you to be. It's time to start training. And old dogs can be trained. There's no such thing as the end of your training, just so you know. Some of you might need some unlearning, what I call unlearning. I don't even know if that's a word, but I like it. Because something you may have learned or something you've heard and took into your body isn't right. Like the time somebody said, if you don't do this, you're not going to make it in life. Well, you made it this far, so that must not be true. Someone here today has tried and failed. Let me tell you, I failed. It's about to get personal. I failed for almost two years. I didn't keep exact track, so it's two years. Trying to do something God told me to do. God said, do this. I started doing it, and I was just failing. Here I am failing. So I thought, well, what do people think? Maybe I need to go to a new church. Maybe that's the solution. Let's be real. Maybe that's the solution. Maybe I heard wrong from the Lord. Maybe God told me something, and I just heard it wrong. You know, telephone game, anybody? What did you say, Lord? Go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? Yep, he said Chick-fil-A. I heard it. going to another church maybe I heard from God and it was just wrong Lauren maybe you just heard wrong and so just give up and go do something else just leave this thing alone and move along and I'm going to be even more honest I failed at doing my job And I failed at being a great dad. And I failed at being an amazing husband that one time. (laughs) That's to make it light, you know. I'll throw that in there. No, I failed. 
but then. Everybody likes the buts. God said this, these words to me. Son, have you ever heard that word from the Lord or daughter? He always says son to me. Um, get out of your way. <laughs> that was funny. Stop trying and start training. Stop trying and start doing. Then I remembered this old wise dude that I saw on TV once say these words. There is no try, only do. The Bible teaches us to do and to not do. You can look at gray areas all you want to. That's fine. Try that out. Throwing that in there. And I believe there's some stuff that's not answered specifically. Should you try the mango Pepsi? Yes or no? That's not in the Bible. There's this thing called free will. We're going to talk about it. Yes, we should test things out. That's scriptural. But don't get stuck in the testing. Amen, Lauren, that was good. Since that day, I have been doing things differently. And a couple times I've even heard this still small voice very quietly say to me, see what happens when you do? My notes say check the time. Okay, good. I checked it. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 says, Do you know that in a race all the runners run? Yes, yes, you do know that. But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. It's interesting. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it. To get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly or like a boxer beating the air. I didn't practice that. I was just doing it now. Um, No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. All runners run the race. One gets the prize. Some of you are thinking, well, there's a lot of people in here. Who's going to get the prize? (laughs) Don't worry about that. I'm here today because some of us have spent way too long trying to get through. Here's my examples. You heard somebody say this. How you doing? Just trying to make it through 2020. My examples a lot of times sound like they're from Conroe. Just trying to make it through 2021. Just trying to make ends meet. How you doing? Just trying to make it to Friday. Just trying to keep my marriage. Anybody heard that? Just trying to keep my mind and my body right. Well, guess what? Today's the day. Today's the day to set the Holy Ghost free in this place. He's here with us now, and he's already been moving around. There's no more trying. It's, we're going to start doing. No more try. Just do. That was the only thing Nike did that was right. Just do it. Um, anyways, 2020 might have seemed scary to some folks, but they haven't seen us coming yet. Because we got new information. We're going to get our training. We start training 
and training together, do you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is we don't trade in our birthright for some lentils. I heard that somewhere. We don't trade in our birthright. We don't trade in our kingdom for some soup. We start training together. We, (laughs) I'm jumping ahead here. Uh, We have the opportunity today to trade in whatever we've messed up with, whatever we've picked. When you, if you've picked those lentils and now you're like, oh God, I've got the lentils. Guess what? You just talked to the right person. Today is the day you can trade back and get back into the kingdom of God. And get back into the things he has for you. Not just the things he has for you to do at the church. The things he has for you to do at the church called your home. With your family and your marriage and your body and your mind. This is like that time that you played the country song backwards. And somehow Jesus showed up and everything got multiplied. You'll get that joke in a minute. For some of you it's not a joke. It's real. You got stuff missing in your life. You've traded stuff for lentils and lentils, and now you got so much soup, you just you need to learn how to swim. Ethan will teach a training class later. See, God's math doesn't work like your math. He has his own accounting system. The Holy Spirit, again, he's moving in this place. And if you're ready today, the Holy Spirit's going to move in your life. See, I can go lay hands on you and pray for you. And I'm going to, if you want me to, I'll be up here later. I'm going to pray for whoever wants me to pray for him. But God doesn't do stuff unless you're open. You open up your hands, you open up your heart, you open up your mind, and you let the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit doesn't grab people and jump in there and start pounding away on you. He does it because you opened up. It's not in my notes. Um, See, I know that God wants to do this. Because he's done it for me. And if he's done it for me, he's going to do it for you. But Lauren, how do you know? How do you know that he does this stuff? Because Isaiah 65, 24 and John 3, 16 and Jeremiah 29, 11. I put those there so you would know in case I talk too fast. Look those up. Read those. On top of what I have seen God move in my life, I just know if he can do it for me, if he's willing to do it for me, he's going to do it for you. But again, he gave us free will. And God doesn't always save us from ourselves. Some people like to think so. Why didn't God keep me from this? See, I had to move away from some stuff. I've had to move away from some stuff that separated me from God. And I'm not talking about 20 years ago when I got saved, or however many years ago it was. It's a continual process. I, to this day, have been moving away from things that separated me from God. I started a long time ago, as a child, when I gave my life to the Lord for the first time. I started hearing that voice. Be careful, do this, do that. Sometimes in your teenagers, you can't hear anything because you're crazy. You've lost your mind. I think God gives us grace for those times. But some of those times created problems. And you've got to correct those things. You can't just let things linger. 
I, to this day, am still moving part of that two-year journey for me knowing, okay, well, God, did I hear from you wrong? Was me training and learning and moving away from other things. And, you know, some people are like, oh, man, what is he talking about? What things is he moving away from? Lauren's still using the drugs. <laughs> There's things that you move away from, and then you find you have a closet full of things. You move away from those things, and you find you got a closet full of things, and you move away from those things. And as things come up, you continue to move and learn and train. And some of you know this because you've done it, and you've realized, i got to watch out for things and move away from things. I can't just let everything in. Can't watch all the shows on Netflix. Some of them aren't right. So what I'm talking about is there's freedom in trading things in. There's freedom in moving on. Some of you have done this. You've taken your old car that had like old tires and the brakes were kind of squeaky, the radiator was leaking a little bit, and you drove it hopefully down to the dealership, praying the whole way more than you've ever prayed, Shandai, you know, and you were like, get this car down here. And then what happened? You left there with what? A new car. And you were like, hallelujah. Look, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. I just had to sign that paper. Um, but you traded it in. It's the same principle here. It's the same thing. You take the old lentil soup stuff that's cold now and gross anyways, and you trade it in for what God has for you. For some of you, it's going to be like a new job. Some of you are going to be the person doing the training. I'm not going to tell you who you are because I don't know. Debbie Pilon. Uh Anyways, some of you are going to be the ones bringing people up. We were talking about it earlier, so I figured I could say that. Um, <clears throat> what you don't want to do is give up. Who told you that? Pastor Albert? What did he say? Anybody remember? It's too soon to quit. What did Pastor Scott say the other day? He's been teaching us on not trading in our birthright for what? I've said it like a thousand times today. Lentils. But what he really said over the last like four weeks, I could be wrong, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but Pastor Scott was teaching us to not trade in our birthright for the mediocre. Yeah. Don't trade in your birthright for the mediocre. See, God's math says that we can trade in our mediocre for his truth and his kind of freedom. Who's ready to fight for their freedom? Anybody? That was kind of weak. I'm going to say it again. Who's ready to fight for their freedom? I'm in the mood to pray right now, but we're not closing out, so don't like do all the close-up stuff. I'm just letting you know. Because right now, the Holy Spirit's moving in this place, and he's going to move on you, and he's going to move in your life right now. And things are going to change from this moment forward. Right now. So be receptive. Everybody receptive? Yes, we're receptive. Okay, so I'm going to pray. And you be receptive. If that means standing up, if that means you've speak, you're speaking in tongues, if that means sitting down, kneeling, whatever it is, be receptive right now. And I'm going to pray for everybody here all at once. It's totally possible. Lord, I pray right now for those here today, those watching online, 
and those listening to this recording, that a fresh anointing will fall on your family today. God, I thank you for releasing a new round of freedom, peace, and boldness on people like nothing they have ever experienced. Freedom to be who you have asked them to be. A peace to do the things you have called them to do and a boldness to do these things. Not try them, but do them. Lord, help us to see our potholes and help us to mend them so that we can truly be free. But no worries and no doubts and only faith-filled shouts. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen? And get your freedom right now. And get your healing right now. Hallelujah. Give God the glory. We're going to talk about that. So I've got seven things for you. If you're taking notes and you like to write things down. Here's a tip. One of my points is to write things down. But anyways, number one, move quickly. You've already been testing the church out. You've already been testing out that thing you've been thinking about. What are you waiting around for? Move now. Don't wait. No more waiting. Quickly move. Number two, ask for help. You may need to get some training from someone to help train you. Find yourself a coach or someone who can help you with your training. I read a book article thing about how to talk to your pastor. I work with a couple of pastors, so it was important to me to know what this book said. Is it right? I don't know. Is it wrong? I don't know. I needed some training. I needed some teaching on just how to talk to your pastors because I work with pastors, so it's, it's a little different for me than maybe for you. So I needed some training because I talk to the pastors all the time. But I wanted to know how to talk to pastors. I don't know if you're catching this. Talk to pastors. It was different for me. Number three, write things down. For Lord, write things down. Why, Lauren? Because your brain's going to fail. You're not going to remember. I don't know how many times Mr. Dan and I have had a conversation. We walk away and we're both like, what were we talking about again? What are we doing tomorrow? I don't remember. Going to Miss Lucretia's house. That makes sense. That's where we're going. Write things down because your brain is not going to remember everything. Plus, I believe there is something totally special and decisive about putting pen on paper and writing down your goals and your thoughts and what the Lord told you today. Because you want to go back and read those things and remember, what did God say to me? Oh, man, that is really good. Write things down. Number four, set goals. I need to clean up this mess. Goal number one, goal completed. Maybe goal number two is try not to make that a mess again. Maybe you want to ride a bike. Set a goal. Write it down. Maybe you want to learn how to go hiking without killing yourself. Totally possible. It's just walking. I mean, you probably already do that. But set a goal. Get somebody to help you. Go to a gym. Oh, Lord, he said gym. Um, number five, do not give up. If you, if you do anything, it's don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. God has your back. Generations Church has your back. I'm speaking on behalf of all of you now. You can say, that's right. Number six, ask for help. But Lauren, you already said that. You may need more help than you think. 
You may get to this part of the thing and you need more help. You may need a different kind of help, something called accountability. You might need a man in your life or a woman in your life. If you're a woman looking for a man, that's not what I'm talking about. But you might need someone in your life that can hold you accountable to the things God has been talking to you about and the things that you're trying to move towards. And I'm not just talking about spiritual things. Your accountability partner doesn't have to be pastor so-and-so. And it shouldn't be anybody from your dating app. Just throwing that in there. That's free. That's, I'm serious. Number seven is the best one. Give God the glory. Don't forget. That's why when we prayed and we started clapping, we're giving God the glory for the things he's doing in this room right now, for the healing you're receiving in your body, in your foot. Your foot pain's gone. My foot pain's gone. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's just gone now, right now. That's awesome. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by that now. But we're giving God glory because the Holy Spirit is doing things in your heart, and doing things in your mind, doing things in your family that you can't even see. There's people in this room that are like, what was that? Here's the other part of that. <clears throat> this is where I get emotional, apparently. Um, God has a little bit of a problem leading from the back seat. How many of you have tried to give driving instructions to somebody from the back seat and the radio's on and they're on their phone, the air conditioner's like, <sighs> and you can't hear anything? That was kind of Darth Vader, but whatever. Um, it's hard. They can't hear. I said, turn now. Oh, God, hang on. Here we go. Not across four lanes of traffic. Um, God has this problem with leading from the back seat. He likes to be right up front, right up there with you, saying, go here, walk this way, stop. Sometimes he says stop, and we're like, did he say go yet? Because this is getting awkward. He's got to be up there with you praising his name every step of the way. If you don't know what to do next, because we talked about a lot of things, and you got this list of seven things, and, and now you're like, but I still don't know what to do. I'm paralyzed with what my next step should or shouldn't be. Do I buy the red car or the white car? Do I turn left or right? The answer is buy both cars. But anyways, do you turn left or right? Do you do this or do you not do this? I think I heard this from the Lord, but I'm not sure. What should you do? Ask for help. It's also numbers like two and six up there, so. It's kind of a theme. Ask for help. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. We are training ourselves like athletes do. Train like an athlete. Spend your time working hard at something. Because the reason why you train like an athlete and you get that mentality is because the way you identify changes how you respond. It changes how your actions are. Because an athlete might go on a special diet because of goals. They're not just going on the diet because everybody else is going on the diet and they're losing weight and they look good now and man, I want to look good and feel good and all that stuff. No, because they have a purpose. 
We should have purpose with every, every step we take, we have purpose. I was reminded of something reading a book, a little book by T.L. Osborne the other day. Ironically, what I was reminded of was scriptures. Something Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. When you enter a town and you are welcomed, eat what is set before you, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near. So I have to tell you, I felt welcomed here today. I feel like we've eaten all that was set before us. And you need to know that the kingdom of God is near you. If there's anyone, the prayer partners can come up. If there's anyone here today, that if there are prayer partners, I assume. Uh, if there's anyone here today that would like someone to pray for them, you're feeling sick or you've been sick, you got something, you want me to pray for you. I'm going to be right down here. And uh, I am willing to pray for every person here today. I will stay for whatever, however long it is. Um, I think there's volleyball today at like five or something, so I was kind of going to go do that. But I've got till five-ish. I'll stay. I don't care if you want me to pray for your foot pain, your back pain, your elbow pain, your pain that sleeps next to you. Um, I'm willing to pray for whatever it is. Don't leave here today with that pain. Don't leave here today thinking this afternoon you're going to be sitting there going, man, I wish I would have asked for prayer. There's some prayer people right here. I'm going to be right here. There's, you've got time. Because what if today is your day, and I believe it is, to change for the rest of the days? You can wait in line for a few minutes if it changes the rest of your days. There were some dudes that tore the roof off of a place to get down and be where Jesus could pray for them. Waiting in line for a few minutes, not making it to your lunch thing, it's really inconsequential. The kingdom of God is near you. I will pray literally for any of your needs because the kingdom of God is near you today. The Holy Spirit has been moving in this place all morning. I hope you have a happy and blessed 4th of July holiday, that you are safe, and may this be the best week you've had in 2021. Jesus' name. Have a good day.